Good morning, all of you. We thank God for this morning. Uh, my name is Matthew Simmons, and I'm privileged to share the word of God with you this morning. Last week, we had a very insightful word about the Holy Spirit. And the whole week, I was meditating and thinking about that word, about the Holy Spirit. It's interesting to know that um, the Holy Spirit brings order. The first time the Holy Spirit appeared, he brought order where there was disorder. We learned also about the empowerment by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us. And the Holy Spirit gives us creative ideas, brings about creativity. Today, I want us to look at the Word of God. So we saw the Holy Spirit last week. And today, we want to go back to the same scripture again. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, to look at the word of God. So I read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Amen. So here, from last week, we saw how the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters and bringing order to the chaos. But with the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit operates by the word of God. So God spoke, let there be light. Whenever God's word comes around, it brings light. Every time we experience the word of God, we experience light. God's word brings us clarity. God's word takes away every form of disorder. It brings clarity into our lives. Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, or verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him. And apart from him, not one thing was created that was being created. Life was in him, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. Amen. God's word brings light into our life. And this light, there is life. So the Bible says, in the beginning, God said, let there be light. Before anything could happen, the first thing God did was to bring light. Anytime we are in a situation where we are not clear, we are, sometimes as Christians, we get to situations we are not clear which direction to go. God will send his word to us. And anytime the word of God comes to us, it is to bring, bring clarity. It's to bring focus. It's to bring direction. It's supposed to bring illumination to us. So the word of God comes to inspire us, to give us clarity, the direction to go. When you are in darkness, when you get to a situation of confusion, you are not sure the way to go. All you need is a word from God. And anytime from Genesis, from John, it tells us, anytime we encounter the word of God, what it brings to us. The challenge we're facing as Christians most of the time is that we don't go to the word of God. We don't seek the word of God. Yesterday I was talking to somebody. Um, I don't know where this thing came from, where 
most Christians, even when we want to seek God's word, we go to other people to tell us what is God saying. But God is always speaking to his children. Whenever, every situation we find ourselves, God is speaking to us. Jesus said something in John chapter 10, verse 17. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. So Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And in verse 5, he says, a stranger's voice, they will not listen. My sheep hear my voice, they follow me. And a stranger's voice, they will not listen. Most of the time, we, we miss God's voice. God talks to his children, but we miss God's voice. But anytime we have this encounter with God's word, God's word needs to bring us clarity. So anytime you find yourself in a situation where you need direction, you need clarity, sometimes you get to a situation you don't know exactly what you ought to do. All we need is a word from God. And when God speaks, it brings clarity to us. In, in Psalm 119 verse 105, he says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So in our everyday life, we encounter God's word to bring us daily direction. And God's word brings us the future, clar clarity for the future. It's not only for today, but it's also about our future. So God speaks to us in various ways. Today, I want us to look at, quickly look at three ways by which we hear from God. How do we receive the word of God? So God speaks in various ways, diverse ways. We hear God's word in different ways. But I want to focus on three basic areas why, where we hear from God. First, the written word. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, let me read that. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. It says, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The first aspect of God's word to us is the written word. The Bible says all scripture is inspired by God. For us to hear from God, what we need first is what God had already said. But many times, Christians get to a point where we want to know what is God saying about this situation. So there are things that God has already spoken about. There is no confusion about that. It is clear what God's position is about a situation. And so sometimes there are situations where we don't need to struggle to hear anything else. God had already spoken about the situation. And this is what God's word says. So we have what is written. And Bible says we have to study the scriptures to set ourselves as approved to God. That every scripture is inspired by God. Anytime you are reading the Bible, you are hearing from God. Sometimes people say, I want to hear from God. How do you hear from God? Anytime you take the Bible and you are reading, you are hearing from God. Because every scripture is of God. So God's word, the Bible, is the first means by which we hear from God. The second means of hearing from God is the spoken word. So we have the written word, which is the means by which you hear from God. So anytime you read the Bible, God is talking to you. You don't need God to, to hear from him from another means. First is his word. The second is the spoken word. As I'm talking about the word of God, there may be something about what I'm saying that will inspire you. That is the spoken word. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, 
verse 17, he says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You don't listen to God's word only once. You hear it today. You play back. You play back as you keep on playing back the same word. God speaks to you. Sometimes you may hear a message today. That message may not mean much to you today. But as you listen to it another time, or even as you sit back and play back the whole message in your mind, God may speak to you through that word. So faith comes by hearing and hearing. We listen and we listen again. We hear and we hear it again. So as we keep on hearing the word of God, as we keep on repeating the word of God to ourselves, sometimes what you have read in the Bible, as you keep on repeating it to yourself, God speaks to you through that same word. You may today take John 3.16 and read. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. It may not mean much to you today. But another time you may be just thinking that word. Saying that word to yourself. For God so loved the world. As you repeat this word, God speaks to you through it. So the first way by which we hear from God is reading God's word. The written scriptures. The second is repeating what we have heard already. Playing back what we have heard. Listening to God's word being preached. Another one is the prophetic word. That's an interesting area. Most of the time, it's interesting today, many Christians, when we want to hear from God, we will look for a prophet. Somebody to tell us what is God saying. But that is not the way God talks to his children. When you have a relationship with somebody, the person need not pass through another to talk to you. If God, you are God's children, we are God's children. When you read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it says that, in the past, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets. But today, he speaks to us through his son. Which means that the way God spoke in the Old Testament is not the same way he's speaking in the New Testament. He still used prophets, but not the same way he used them in the Old Testament. The prophet in the New Testament comes to confirm what God has already told you as a child of God. So God speaks to you as his child. He tells you something. But sometimes you are not able to clarify between what God is telling you and what your mind is telling you. So you are not sure, is this God or is it my mind? Then a prophet comes or somebody is sent by God. Another Christian is told the same thing. Sometimes when it concerns you, it is more difficult to act on it. If God tells you to resign from your job, it is a very difficult decision. If you are not too sure, this is God saying it. It is very difficult to act on it. God asks you to take a very big step, which could cost you if it goes wrong. Sometimes it is very difficult to be sure that this is God talking to me. And so God sends another person to you and says, this is what God is saying. The person comes to confirm what God has already told you. But the person will not initiate what God is supposed to tell you because that is your life. If it goes wrong, you can't hold the person. Your relationship is with God and you must hold God for every decision. And so God will first talk to you as a child of God. The Bible talks about prophecy in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. In Ghana in recent times, we have had a lot of issues about prophecy and people are questioning whether prophecy is relevant. Prophecy is very, very relevant in the New Testament in God's church today. But we need to understand the role of prophecy. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. Now let me read verse 1 to 3. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and above all, that you may prophesy. For the person who speaks in another language is not speaking to men, but to God. 
since no one understands him. However, he speaks mysteries in the spirit. Three, but the person who prophesies speaks to people for edification, encouragement, and consolation. Anytime prophecy comes, there are three things the prophecy is supposed to do. To edify, to console, and to encourage. He says, but the person who prophesies speaks to people for edification, encouragement, and consolation. You are a child of God. You are finding yourself in a situation where you are unstable. Prophecy comes to stabilize you, to build you up. Prophecy comes to encourage you. So when you receive a prophecy which brings you down, you have to question it again. Is that God speaking? Because prophecy is to encourage you, to give you strength to move on. Prophecy is to console you. You find yourself in a situation where you are down. You can't find your way. You don't know which way to go. Prophecy comes to console you, to tell you that even in the fire, God is with you. Amen. So God keeps on speaking to us in every way. Anytime the God's words come to us, it will bring light. The Bible says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. So God's word is life. It comes to inspire. God's word comes to bring us strength. And that strength, that inspiration, gives us direction. Amen. The third way God speaks to us is the personal word from God. The revealed word. It comes in different forms. Read John 16, verse 12 to 14. Here Jesus talking to the disciples before his death says... I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Amen. The third way God speaks to us is very personal. It comes in different forms. But God speaks to every child of God. God speaks to us. Sometimes people say, hey, it's surprising. This man is always hearing from God. I wish I can hear from God too. You can hear from God. All you need is to develop a relationship. To hear from God is a relationship. You can only recognize the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. For us to be able to recognize the voice of God, it comes by a relationship. It doesn't come just by one chance. It comes by building that relationship. A few months ago, I had an interesting surprise where um, I met a friend and gave me the phone number of another classmate we haven't met for 30 years. And the moment I called the person, the person recognized my voice and shouted my name. I said, how could you recognize my voice? He said, no, your voice had not changed. Finally, I met the person. Honestly, if it hadn't been that we had arranged to meet, I wouldn't have recognized the person physically. But from a distance on the phone, the person could recognize my voice. Why? Because the person had known my voice over the years. Amen. We will be able to recognize Jesus' voice if we build a relationship with him. By God speaking to us, it is a daily relationship. We, we know it even in everyday life. Fathers, especially those who travel a lot, who know this experience when a child is born and you are absent. 
You come in and you talk and the child's response is a stranger's voice. But as you relate with the child with time, the child recognizes the father's voice, the mother's voice, and is able to distinguish between the father or the, the parent's voice and the voice of strangers. Amen. That is how we relate with God. As God's children, we can hear God's voice by relationship, by every day talking to God and waiting for God to talk to us, by listening to God's voice from his written word. God will not say anything that contradicts what he had already said. Recently, a few people had a situation where um, they were told God said something. And they all came, agreed that no, what we are hearing is not from God. Because it contradicts clearly what God is saying. There are so many prophecies, there are so many words. We have had people who have had personal words sent to them. Somebody telling them, do this. And it has created chaos in their lives. It has created confusion simply because they are not able to tell whether this is God speaking or not. In 1 Thessalonians, the Bible talks about the voice of God here. Prophecy again. Let me quickly look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 22. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Don't stifle the spirit. Don't despise prophecies, but test all things. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every form of evil. Amen. Bible says we must not despise prophecies, but we must test. We must not despise prophecy, but we must test the spirits. Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, test the spirits. So we need to test the spirit. When we hear something from God, we need to test it. Is this really from God? And how do we test this is from God? It is by knowing his voice. When we know God's voice, when we hear a strange voice, we will be able to tell that this is not God speaking to us. It is interesting when it comes to spiritual warfare. In Ephesians chapter 6, he talks about the weapons of our warfare. But it starts with the belt of truth. It is interesting because on the norm, if you want to dress a soldier, you don't start with the belt. But the Bible starts with the belt of truth. It says, put on the belt of truth. Which means that the foundation on whatsoever else we do must be built on the truth. And the truth is God's position about a situation. It is not about what somebody says, what somebody thinks. The experience may be real. Something is happening. This is reality. Yes, that is what it is. But what is God's position about it? That is the truth. For us to win spiritual warfare, we start on the right premise. God's position. The truth. And when we have the right position, when we understand exactly what God's position is, that is what God's word says. It is permanent. Everything may change. Every situation in life keeps on changing. But God's word will not change. And so when we understand God's position first, then everything that follows will fall in the right place. But if your foundation is not built on the truth, which is God's word. So let me put it this way. In spiritual warfare, you are into spiritual warfare. Then you start on the position that the enemies have overtaken me. That is contradictory to what God's word says. God says that you are an overcomer. So to win spiritual warfare, you start with that position, that mindset. 
I have already overcome. God says you are condemned because of your past sins, because of these things. So, uh, some sins your great-grandfather committed. That is why this is happening to you. That is a physical evidence. You can see the evidence. But what is God's position? God's position says that Christ nailed the curse on the cross. So you start with the position of God's truth. God's position is the final position. This is where God says it is. This is what God says it is. And when we get that position right, the war is won already. But when we start on the wrong premise, on what somebody says and not what God's word says, then we are losing the battle. And the spiritual warfare, the weapons, the last weapon is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. For the, the Holy Spirit to take charge of the battle, because the sword of the spirit, it is not the sword you use. It is the sword the Holy Spirit will use in the battle. It is the word of God in you. If the Holy Spirit wants to direct you, save you from a situation, you may see the storm coming up against you. But it is what you know, the word of God in you, that the Holy Spirit activates to tell you, go forward. Amen. So we need the word of God as Christians. In everyday life, we need the word of God. We need the word of God to bring us illumination. We need the word of God to direct our lives. As Christians, we need the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit's operations is dependent on how we hear from God. And as children of God, as we build our relationship, the whole world is in a mess, the whole world is in chaos. We are confused all over. We are questioning ourselves, are there Christians in the land? A few Christians were able to turn the world upside down years ago. And so we don't need all, just a few handful people who can hear the word of God. Whilst I was thinking about this tonight, I could imagine Peter, when he was being directed to Cornelius' house, he got the message right because he knows the foundation. So when God told Peter, rise, kill and eat, Peter was able to question. This contradicts what has already been written. And so God gave him clarity what I mean by this. I'm sending you to a Gentile to speak the word. And when Peter went in there for the Holy Spirit to confirm that, yes, you are in the right place, the Holy Spirit did not wait for him to baptize the people. Just when preaching, the Holy Spirit came. Then he said, good, so I am right. He confirmed the word. When Evangelist Philip was being asked to go and meet the finance director of Ethiopia, it was completely strange. It is something that will sound abnormal. But because he knows the voice of the Spirit, he was able to obey. If we understand the voice of the Spirit, if we know what God is saying, we will not find ourselves in a mess. Every child of God must develop that relationship of God. We must depend on what God is saying. In the darkness, in every situation, it is what God says that will bring us clarity. Amen. Let's pray.